Greetings Gamers, I'm Bedrock, and I'm Shoot Kapow, and you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. You're stalling to size me up, aren't you? You can just cut to the chase and change into your final form. My what? Huh, we've dealt with your kind before. Goku knows all your stupid tricks. You're planning to gradually transform in stages while you test my weaknesses, right? And why would you think that? Because there's someone like you in my universe who I've fought a couple of times already. I see. That saps some wind from the sails. If you stand there twiddling your thumbs, I'll knock you out before you ever get to full strength. I do appreciate your honesty. Then I shall go right to full strength so we can have the battle we both came here for. If you want a challenge, how about my final form? <gasps> I didn't know he could transform like that! Goku's a fool, but I bet even he can tell this is a lie. Final form, my... <laughs> Will this do? Yeah, I think it'll be enough. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to this family road trip through the wide world of VGM. Covering songs from the past and the present... Original music, homages, covers, remixes, chiptune. Just video game music in general. Yeah, video game music in general. And I'm really excited to get into tonight's theme, because this is one I have never heard before on any other podcast, and it was a really cool idea. It wasn't my idea. Uh, we put together a list of topics that we were thinking about possibly doing this season on our Patreon and invited our listeners to go in and vote for their favorite one. And we had all kinds of stuff on there. Um, American composers, Zelda songs, Flying Island themes, train themes, the Mother series, and the theme that won in the poll was, of course, the last one I mentioned, the one that Shukapau came up with. And why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Tonight, we will be exploring music from boss battles, but not just any boss battles. Boss battles with multiple forms. to be just one boss battle. They can be just, like, any boss that has multiple themes. Right. Yeah, so it could be bosses where you go through multiple forms, like uh, Kefka in Final Fantasy VI, who is not on the playlist tonight, but is kind of a quintessential multi-form epic boss fight. 
Uh, or it could be a boss who recurs a few times throughout the show, uh, sort of like the Black Knight from Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. who also almost made it on the list tonight, but I actually cut him from my list fairly recently. We did already play one of his themes back in last season. The other one is also really great, but you'll have to wait until some other time. What do you think it was that gave you this idea, Shukapau? Well, I was listening to the Hollow Knight music that I have on my MP3 player, and I came across the Nightmare Grim theme, and I was like, oh yeah, this is the, this is Grimm's form in the Godmaster gauntlet thingy. So I listened to it, and it was amazing. <laughs> the other theme was also amazing. And so that's what inspired this, and I just went to find a bunch more music. <laughs> well, is that going to be your first uh, pair of songs tonight? The Grim theme? Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, before we get into it, we actually led in with a theme from Shovel Knight that we have also played on the show before, but it's super great, so I don't really mind that so much. We've already talked about the Dung Defenders theme. It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. One of your favorites. The horns and the drums are just amazing, and the Dung Defender is a great character. We're going to be closing out the evening with the White Defender, and I'm going to get you to talk a little bit about that when we get to that point. But before we get into Shukapau's first pair of songs, we're playing more music tonight than we typically do. I think more than we ever have, um, except maybe with a couple of those Listener Lightning Round episodes or the Quarantimes bonus. But we're doing it a little bit differently, because these are bosses with multiple themes. We're not going to separate the themes by talking. We're going to introduce both themes, listen to both of them back-to-back, and then come back and talk a little bit about them and how we thought they kind of led into each other. So the music blocks are going to be a little bit longer tonight, but they're also going to be more varied. So hopefully this format works out for y'all. And if you like it, let us know. And we'll be talking about this at the end of the show, but we really do love the interaction. Uh, the Last Recon always talks to us on YouTube. Uh, some of the guys give us feedback on, uh, on Discord, and I get emails from guys like Skeletroy, Carlos, Forrest, but the listenership really seems to have blown up since I had the privilege of being on Rhythm and Pixels and B2 Mania a few weeks ago. And I just want to say to all of you people who are listening, welcome. We're super, super glad to have you, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can talk to Shukapow on Twitter, at Shukapow, spelled like it sounds, but in case you need it, S-H-O-O-T-K-A-P-O-W. One of the best places to leave comments for now is on our YouTube videos. And of course, if we ever do come up with our own website or open up a Facebook group or a Discord or something like that, this is where you'll hear about it. But YouTube is a great place. And you can also email us at verygoodmusicvgm at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Fan interaction is one of my favorite things about this whole VGM podcast community. So, you know, give us a holler. Oh, actually, on that note, you can even go to anchor.fm slash VGMVGM and find our show's page on Anchor where you can leave us a voicemail. And that was really cool. A couple of folks did that on the Quarantimes episode. And I would love to hear that. Love to play your testimonials. And yeah, just anytime... Write in, give us something. We'd love to hear from you. I also have to mention, before we get started, really quickly, the opening audio was from Dragon Ball Super, and it's right before Goku's fight with Frost, when Universe 6 and Universe 7 were 
going to fight in the tournament. Anyway, it's a, it's a long thing. We don't know what you're talking about unless we're Dragon Ball fans. I was going to play Frieza's epic, iconic line, This isn't even my final form! Because, you know, that's the title of the episode. Only, I found out, that line does not exist. Frieza never actually said that. I'll ignore that. <laughs> it's a meme that is based on something that wasn't actually in the show. But it's kind of a Mandela effect thing. What that is, is where everybody thinks that they remember something, but it isn't actually true. We'll get into that some other time. But I could swear I'd heard Frieza say that. But he didn't, so that's why I didn't lead with that iconic line. Because it doesn't exist. Anywho, now, Shukapau, why don't you tell us a little bit more about those Grimm themes, and then introduce your songs for us. So, Grimm is a character in Hollow Knight. He is the leader of the Grimm Troop, which is like some sort of cult thing, I'm not exactly sure. That was but, one of the DLCs you said, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Basically, how you unlock the Grimm Troop is you go to... Uh, place in like the top left called the Howling Peaks and you go into this one cave and do a bunch of stuff and then smack a bonfire then you go back to Dirtmouth, the Grim Troop is there and what this allows you to do is for a lot of Geo you can power up your Fragile Charms, Fragile Heart which gives you two extra mask slots uh, Fragile Greed which gives you more money, or Geo, as it's called, when you defeat an enemy, and Fragile Strength, which, like, increases nail damage by 50%. Yeah, so yeah, you're half again as powerful. But they're called Fragile because... Because if you die, they break, and then you have to go back to the guy that you bought them from, and then pay him to fix them. Ah. So what happens when you upgrade them? When you upgrade them, they, uh are now called Unbreakable Heart, Unbreakable Greed, and Unbreakable Strength. Ooh. Which means they're unbreakable just like all of the other charms. Well. And they're still just as powerful. So, in this way, Hollow Knight is definitely superior to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the uh, other thing... Non sequitur. Go ahead. <laughs> there's another tent next to the one where you upgrade the charms. They're, they're tents. They're like a traveling circus thing. Uh where you can go in and you see Grimm. He's this tall, sort of like, dark scarlet, wearing Enderman-looking thing, <laughs> like, from Minecraft. He gives you a charm, and when, when you wear it, you get, like, a little minion thingy. And he tells you to just, like, go all over Halloness and, like, kill some spirits and stuff, and then the thingy that he gives you upgrades. Then, eventually, you can fight him. That's when the first theme plays. And the first theme is called... Uh, it's just called Grim. Okay. And then the second theme plays whenever you do, whenever you fight Nightmare Grim, which is his form in this gauntlet thingy. It's like, it's called Godmaster, I think. It's like a gauntlet of all the bosses, just like upgraded. Okay, so is that where you hear a lot of these? Like, is that where the White Defender comes in as well? Yeah. Okay. White so Defender, Nightmare Grim. It's like the Coliseum from the Kirby games. <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah. Cool. All right. The arena. The arena. Okay. Well, from Hollow Knight, we have Grim and Nightmare Grim.
That was Grim and Nightmare Grim from Hollow Knight, released in 2017, composed by Christopher Larkin. Um, and it was released for PC and many other consoles, mm-hmm. such as Nintendo Switch, which we have it on, by Team Cherry. Man, you're starting out strong tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that was some really good stuff. And you mentioned that the second song was really kind of like the first loop, but with more percussion. It was a little bit more complex than you led me to believe, but you're going to hear some of that tonight, where the second song is kind of a, a redux of the first song, but with just more, <laughs> or slightly different. You're also going to hear some themes where it's just it's totally different. It's the same character, but just totally different song. And I kind of like that. It's a cool exploration of this sort of this style. What do you have to say about this music? Besides the fact that it is what? Very good music. <laughs> well, I really just found this like when I was going through my music, and it's just great. That orchestral feel, that organ. That the organ was definitely the star of the show. The, the choir. Mm-hmm. It's just really intense, and it really fits the fight. That's really cool. It makes me want to go through and actually play this fight. It also reminds me especially the second one, The Nightmare Grim, of Duel of the Fates, which is one of my favorite movie songs. (laughs) That was really, really cool. The game that I am going to be playing my first pair of tracks from has only two things in common with Hollow Knight that I can think of. One of them is that it's a side-scroller, and the other one is that at least one of your controllable characters uses a sword, although I guess technically the knight uses a nail. I am going to be playing you two tracks from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, for the NES. This was one of my favorite games when I was a kid. I still think that except for Turtles in Time, it's the best side-scrolling Turtles beat-em-up, especially retro. And it was really cool. I'm going to have a little more to say about the second song in this pair, but there was one character who you fought two times. And of course, that is the turtle's arch nemesis, the Shredder. I could totally get into the lore of who Shredder is, why he's important. I'm not really going to do that because if you don't already know, you probably don't care. (laughs) Because it's almost impossible to not know something about the Ninja Turtles at this point. There have been so many iterations, so much of them have a lot of the mythology in common. And I will say... One of the things I really loved about this game, um, I think the levels were a little bit more varied, the enemy styles were more varied, the music was just fantastic, and they, the, the, um, the turtles had special moves in this one, which sort of separated them from each other, and their, their different styles, and that was also different from TMNT2, the arcade game, which was also fantastic. But this is the first time that you fight the Shredder twice, and the second time you fight him... He's not just Shredder, he's Super Shredder. He like he walks out and he's holding up this vial of mutagen over his head and he breaks it and it pours down on him and he turns into Super Shredder, which of course is kind of a callback to uh, what happened in the second Ninja Turtles movie. Now, have you guys watched that one with us? I know you watched the first one. Uh, the I'm second one, sure. uh, Shredder is still alive and he makes a giant like mutant snapping turtle and mutant wolf. And they fight the turtles? Uh, no. I 
We totally totally have to watch this. It is not a capital G great movie, but it is so much fun and it's so campy. And I I, I loved it when I was a kid. It's, it's (laughs) anyway, you fight super shredder and the music is really cool in both these battles. In the first battle, you're fighting shredder, uh, as April is like tied up in the background. Um, and so it adds a little bit more urgency to the fight. Um, but the first time you fight Shredder is actually not in the end boss gauntlet. He's almost like a mid-game boss um, after the Technodrome level. And then you fight Super Shredder at the very end right after you fight Krang. And so uh, the first theme is from the fight with Shredder. Second theme is from the fight with Super Shredder. Here we go. was Shredder Battle followed by Super Shredder Battle from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, composed by Yuichi Sakakura, Tomoya Tomita, and Kozo Nakamura, and published and developed by Konami for the NES in 1991. It came out here in the States in 1992, which was also the same year the Super Nintendo came out. So this is kind of a not super late, but fairly late uh, NES game, and you could tell Konami had been doing this for a while by this point. What'd you think of those, Shukapau? Um, those were those were very nice, super intense. Uh, not very long loops, especially the first one, but they looped really well. And boss fights in this day and age didn't usually last super long. So, uh, anything to, like really stand out to you about them? Anything about the instruments or the composition or anything? They had 
good melody. And um, did they sound like boss fights to you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that the electric guitar sound. I, I'm pretty sure that's what the uh, the square wave was trying to um, to be there at the at the forefront. Uh, it was just so fast. It was so like the the downward trills in the first one were really cool. That kind of wail at the end of the loop in the second one was really nice. And I didn't realize it until I was doing research for this episode. This Super Shredder theme is the same one that was used for TMNT 4 on Super NES. It may have been the same one used for the Super Shredder fight on the arcade, uh, but I, I don't know that for certain. I didn't look into it, but it's the same theme. So the SNES version, of course, it's a little bit more full. Um, it's got more channels in it and everything, and uh, I mean, because it was, it was sample-based. And I definitely would uh, encourage you guys to listen to that to sort of compare. But... That was my first pair of tracks for the evening, and I'm really excited about my songs. I had to, as I always do, had to whittle my list down from quite a few, but I'm also really excited to hear what you have got for us next. Next up, I have... Hmm... What do I have? You're gonna surprise me. And this is one time when Shukapau and I didn't really discuss much of anything, so we don't really have any idea what the other one is picking. I knew about Grim and Nightmare Grim because we had talked about whether we were going to open and close with that or with Dung Defender. But that's about it. Uh, We were both pretty sure that the songs we picked were not going to be on the other one's radar. What you're hearing is legit and it's live. Well, it's not live for y'all, but it's, (laughs) it's legit. This is not staged. I do have something that will be very surprising for pretty much everybody. Oh, yeah? Um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> uh, no. Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, no. Chrono Trigger. Sorry. Earthbound. <laughs> um, but for now, I'm going to be bringing from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh. The first form Ganon fight, and then the Dark Beast Ganon theme. Oh, you know, I almost went with this, <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I always play so many Nintendo songs, so I decided to stay away from it. So I'm glad you picked it. <laughs>
and that was Calamity Ganon Phase 1 and Dark Beast Ganon from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, released in 2017 by Nintendo for the Wii U and Switch, and composed by Hajime Wakai. And? And probably some other composers that I forgot to list. <laughs> That's alright, they will be in the show notes. We've talked about Breath of the Wild enough, I think we're, think we're going to be okay here. Man, that was good. Talk about that music. So, you've talked about the um, Hyrule Castle theme before mm-hmm. on Ed's show. Yep, my favorite theme from the game. <laughs> uh, the Calamity Ganon theme really just like brings back the castle theme in such a much more intense final battle type theme. And especially uh, if you didn't do the Divine Beasts, you have to fight the Blight Ganons uh, First, before. Yeah. Yeah, before before doing who you've already beaten, but then now yeah they're here at the castle and you have to kind of go through a boss rush of them. And the Blight Ganon music actually is all fairly similar. They all kind of have this Ganon motif in them. Yeah, and then the Calamity Ganon is just like a big culmination of all of that. Yes, yeah, especially because it has like the fire sword, the fireball attack from Fire Blight. Uh, it has Water Blight's big spear thingy. Trident, yeah. What does it have from Wind Blight? Does it have the bow? Um, I can't recall. You know, I just fought Glamby Ganon a few weeks ago, but um, uh, and Lemon Boy actually fought and beat Calamity Ganon and uh, Dark Beast Ganon just a couple of days ago. But I don't know. Is one Thunderblight? Uh, but yeah, Thunderblight's got the the sword. Oh, the shield. It's got the shield. Oh yeah. And the music again is also kind of a big culmination of yeah. all of those other themes and just another way that the music in this game really echoes super well what's going on in the action. And then there's Dark Beast Ganon. I was gonna say, yeah. How does Dark Beast Ganon's music reflect kind of what's going on? So, Dark Beast Ganon is where Ganon just like kind of rage quits and gives up on reincarnation. He's just like, alright, I'm just gonna kill you. Mm -hmm. So, Zelda (laughs) gives you the Bow of Light and you have to just like, like shoot Ganon with it because he cannot be defeated by the Master Sword. You can only hit him with the Bow of Light. He's moved beyond that point, um, and yeah, he is just—he's this final, ultimate incarnation of demise's hatred for you over the eons from Skyward Sword. And what's really cool is, you know, all those discs of light that appear on uh, Dark Beast Ganon when you're firing at him. You know who that is, right? You ever thought about it? Um, uh, Demise? It's Zelda. No, Zelda is, no, is putting the discs of light on. Oh, I heard you mention Demise. Like, earlier. Oh, I did, yeah, because uh, Ganon, his incarnation over the, the eons, uh, over the, the centuries, has been, like, Demise actually told you in Skyward Sword that Ganon, Ganon is the incarnation of Demise's hate. And so this is, like, the ultimate form of that. But now what I was getting at was when you're, like, riding around on your horse or on your bike, if you have the bike, and you see the discs of light that show you where you have to shoot. Oh yeah, Ganon. It's you know it's Zelda joining you in the battle and showing you where to shoot. Uh, finally having this full control of her power, and I love that because Breath of the Wild Zelda is kind of a wimp in a lot <laughs> of a lot of the game, but yep. she totally just steps up and owns right when it matters. And how does the music reflect that? It's like this big uh, remix of. The, the title theme mm-hmm. and do, 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 
it's just oh, and it, oh. it starts off with like sort of that like the the guardian music. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's kind of got a lot of different motifs in there. That that opening that do 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 do. It's <laughs> it sounds a little bit like One Winged Angel. It also sounds kind of like the cave theme from A Link to the Past. Ah, yeah. And I actually played that yesterday. You know, you're fighting outside, you're like in the open Hyrule air and everything, and at first it doesn't sound like that big, like, epic celebratory theme would fit, but then you realize, like, this is it. You're actually about to destroy Ganon, and wow. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. And this, it's, plus, it's just my favorite cinematic flair, like the big, soaring, now I have hope sort of feeling. Uh, great pick. Great pick, Shukapal. Anything else to say about it before we move on to my next pick? Not really. Let's see what you got. All right. Well, we're going to stick with the world of Nintendo, but with a little bit of help from Square. We're going to be playing from Super Mario RPG, the fight against Smithy, and fight against Smithy who likes transforming. <laughs> I love the track titles in this game. There were a number of RPGs that I could have gone with tonight. Another Nintendo RPG, Earthbound has, of course, Gygus has multiple forms. Uh, Chrono Trigger, another Square RPG, of course, Lavos has multiple forms. But I decided to go with Super Mario RPG. Of the three, even though I love all of them, this one might actually be the most special to me. I love this game so much. One of my favorite composers, of course, you know, you have um, Hip Tanaka, you have Yasunori Matsuda on the other two, but here we have the queen of EGM herself, the goddess, Yoko Shimomura. This music is really cool. So, have you played Mario RPG yet? Um, no, actually. I'm probably going to do it after Link to the Past. You need to play it! It's so good! But I'm playing Link to the Past. I know. Link to the Past is also super, super, super great. But I'm about to go into the last quiz and get the Master Sword. Yay! Oh, that... Oh, that's so epic. That moment. Oh, that moment is so cool. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Super Mario RPG. You get to the end, and you think that Smithy, for a while at least, you think Smithy is the giant sword that fell down from the sky and impaled Bowser's castle. That's not Smithy. That's just one of Smithy's weapons. <laughs> so after you beat the sword, you go up into the sky to Smithy's factory, where he has been making all of these enemies. You fight through the factory, you get to the end, and it looks like a cross between Vulcan or Hephaestus, depending on which mythology you go with, and Santa Claus. <laughs> like, it's just this big beast with this big white beard. <laughs> but he also has a giant hammer, and if he smacks you with it, it does a lot of damage. He can Oof. also cast spells at you, he can craft enemies that will jump at you, and for the first part of the first fight, he's also got this big smelter thing that will, like, spit things out onto his his uh, his anvil and allow him to craft the enemies to go after you. So it's a really intense fight. You have to, like, beat all these things. And then you beat Smithy, he gets angry. He throws a temper tantrum, and his minions are all like crowding around him, like Smithy, calm down, remember your blood pressure. Da, da, da. No, we just built this thing. It's gonna collapse. Don't do it. And Smithy slams his hammer into the floor, knocks them all aside, knocks you back. And he's like, huh? And everything starts to shake, and then you just fall into this creepy area with this big like face behind you for some reason. Doesn't really ever get addressed. But Smithy's like, now I will show you my true form. And 
he transforms into this weird silver thing. Looks kind of like a robot. I don't know. But the head can turn into different stuff. It can turn into something that looks like a wizard, which looks really weird. It can turn into a tank, which honestly looks kind of cool. And it can turn into a treasure box. When it turns into a treasure box, it will open up, a little thing will pop out, and some random thing will happen that could totally wreck your game or might actually end up healing everything. It's it's really weird. It's almost like Paula's prey, <laughs> but the bad guy's doing it. So, anyway, I have rambled enough about this. We are going to listen to, from Super Mario RPG, Fight Against Smithy and Fight Against Smithy, who likes transforming. Right, that was Smithy's Themes from Super Mario RPG, composed by Yoko Shimomura and developed by Square, published by Nintendo for the SNES in 1996. I don't know what to say about that music. <laughs> it is really good. I think that Smithy's theme, the first one, is my favorite of the two. 
I really like the different like areas of the song and how it all feels like this big intense boss battle. I also love the opening motif, the and then it gets into that rock theme and because that's the that's the smithy boss fight motif, like that's uh, that's fight against a strong enemy sort of theme. And here it plays at the beginning with that organ sound, and it's like okay, this is it. And the second theme was also really really cool. I thought that the bass riff that played that sort of surf rock, the do 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 do, that was a little bit weird for a final boss theme. I thought, but not bad. None of it was bad. Yoko Shimomura can do no wrong. Didn't fight me. What did you think of this stuff? That was very good. Uh, I don't really think I have much to say that hasn't already been said, except <laughs> I just, you know, I like the melody. Melodies. Well, if it passes your melody muster, then I know, then it's a strong melody. That's a good song. <laughs> I am melody person. <laughs> well, I also do not have much else to say about these themes. They're just really good. And... Yeah. Two phases of the same boss fight, same character, different themes. What have you got for us next? Alright. Here's my unexpected pick of the night. Ooh. I have the themes that play when the right-hand man is fought in the Henry Stickman collection. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're going to have to talk a little bit about this, because Henry Stickman's super popular, but I, for one, don't have any idea what you're talking about, so enlighten me. Henry Stickman is a series of point-and-click adventures, where the main character, Henry, goes on a bunch of, like... Uh, exploits? Exploits, I guess. Missions? Um, adventures? The prologue is Henry robbing a bank. There's six options... You can, like, dig down with a shovel, then you hit the gas main, and it explodes. Uh, you can teleport, like, into the wall. One of the options, the correct one, is where you disguise yourself as a bag, and, like, two guys driving by are like, How did we lose one? Uh, I think we should throw it in the van just to be safe. And so, they drive over there, and then they, like, throw the bags in the, the vault bank thing. And, um, so yeah. And then Henry's that's, that's found. That's how, like, you solve all the quests and stuff that yeah. you have to do. So, um, well, and then Henry gets caught. The whole game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who is the right hand man? The right hand man is introduced in the the third chapter. Okay. Uh, it's called Infiltrating the Airship. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry wakes up. He's been apprehended by the government, who want him to like help them take down this big criminal organization called the Top Hat Clan. They all wear top hats. <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of ridiculous, but it, it's just one of those things where you like, it's so ridiculous that it works yep. for the Henry Stickman collection. So the leader of the Top Hat Clan is a man called Reginald Copperbottom. He is like this British guy <laughs> with uh, the brown handlebar mustache. Of course, yep. Uh, and then his right-hand man's like this southern dude with like a big bushy red mustache. Oh yeah, I've seen him in some of the some of the playthroughs. I didn't know who he was. So he's got different themes when you fight him. Yeah. Uh, in infiltrating the airship, there's a yo-yo option and a dirk option, which is like a knife thingy. Yeah. So the yo-yo option is 
uh, it's the yo-yo from Earthbound. You go into like this Earthbound battle interface, <laughs> but that basically just uses the Sanctuary Guardian theme. So I'm not playing that one. Mm -hmm. The Dirk option puts you into a battle scenario like Final Fan, like that of Final Fantasy VI, and it plays a remix, sort of a remix, I guess, uh, more like a remake, like of, a reimagining of the decisive battle theme. Okay, so it is an original piece of music, but it's definitely styled after the yeah. decisive battle theme. Okay. Like a lot of the music in the Henry Stickman collection, because, as I haven't mentioned yet, it is chock full of references. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, who's the, uh, is the composer the same as, like, the designer of the uh, game? Like, a lot of the new stuff? Um, well, yeah, uh, the game was released by Intersloth. Uh, the main guy who made it was, is called... Puffballs United, who is actually one of the developers of Among Us, which is also released okay. by Intersloth, cool. which does not have very much music, so I have taken the responsibility of making my own fan music. And where can we it. check that out? Quick On flat.io, where I compose all of my music. Under the name? Shukpal. No, wait. Lloyd Irving for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because Lloyd Irving has not yet made it into Smash. <laughs> but, okay, so... That, that's where you can find the fan-made Among Us music, but, but Puffballs United is the one who wrote the music we're going to be listening um, to. He actually wrote most of the music, but an another one of the composers is Ockeroid. Ockeroid, okay. He has a Twitter account, at Ockeroid. <laughs> Go follow him. <laughs> and, and we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, so which one of them wrote the the Dirk option? Uh, Ockeroid wrote uh, both of these themes that I'm playing. Okay, and um, what's the second theme we're going to be playing? Well, after you defeat the right-hand man, uh, you sort of, like, progress through the rest of the chapter. Mm -hmm. and then uh, and then the fifth chapter, completing the mission, is the new one in the Henry Stickman collection. You should actually, uh, you, you should play the theme, the title theme for the, the, the completing the mission under me talking about this, because it's taking so long. <laughs> okay, leading up to this, there have been, like, multiple mer multiverses and endings. There's an ending where Henry teams up with the government to take down the Top Hat clan, and they capture like some of the leaders, either uh, Reginald, Reginald and the right-hand man, or like neither of them. Henry can team up with the government, go off on his own, join the Top Hat clan, and then in the fourth chapter, he can befriend someone named Ellie, get picked up by the government, uh, the government guy that Henry teams up with is called Charlie, and he's the best character. <laughs> he has the greatest plans, which mostly involve crashing his helicopter into everything. <laughs> or he can get picked up by the Top Bat clan, sort of, which is where our story goes. So, Henry gets busted out of jail by the Top Bat clan, and Henry uses his trusty scooter, which has popped up a lot, uh, but the scooter falls short, and he has to jump off of it. And Reginald catches Henry. Uh, in in this path, Henry be uh, has become the leader of the Top Hat Clan. Reginald was the old leader. And so Reginald catches Henry before he falls. However, Reginald is kind of salty <laughs> that Henry, like, took his position as leader. <laughs> so, like, there when no one is looking he drops Henry down into the water, and Henry is, like, gravely injured. So, 
Um, Henry is picked up, like, in the middle of the ocean by... Uh, just a second. Uh, from the Henry Stickman fandom page for Revenged, which is the path this takes place in. Uh, ten hours have passed since Reginald Copperbottom betrayed Henry and left him for dead during his supposed rescue from the wall. He is discovered by a scientist named Dr. Vinchpinsilstein. <laughs> Aboard her ship, she revives Henry, but his spine and left arm are beyond repair, so she, like, gives him cybernetic enhancements. Which is probably where I should mention, in completing the mission... The paths where Henry defeated the right-hand man, he also has been so injured that he needs cybernetic augmentations and stuff. Henry is seeking vengeance against Reginald, so he just, like, his cybernetic spine can turn into a jetpack because just... Of course. Fly. Mm -hmm. So he flies off over to the airship, and the first option has three choices. Spirit form, gun form, and blade form. Spirit form is where our next song comes from. Okay. And it's, you're fighting the right-hand man again? Yes, you're fighting the right-hand man this time with his cybernetic augmentations. Ah. Uh, so you're both cyborgs now. Yep. Uh, so this is a JoJo reference. <laughs> uh, Henry uses, like, a spirit that... Yep. Uh, I don't know much about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, so bear with me here. I think the closest approximation I could say, like compare it to compare it to, is the Personas. Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. he basically so just uses me, like a robot Persona well, thing. You can't add me, but don't add Shuka Pao. <laughs> um, but yeah, something like that. Um, so we're talking uh, about how Henry uses like this spirit thing. Yeah, then they have this like lengthy battle. It's like. Probably the longest fail in the entire series. <laughs> so the music, though, it's so it's original, but it's sort of an homage to JoJo music. Uh, yeah, okay. this is heavily modeled after Giorno's theme from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, gotcha. Well, that was a lot. Yes, it was. I did ask you for context, and you have definitely given it to me. Yep. So why don't you? Tell us one more time the names of these two themes that play in these different times when you fight the right-hand man in the Henry Stickman Adventures. From Infiltrating the Airship, we have the Conclusive Battle, which is the Dirk option, and from Completing the Mission, Bizarre Funk.
that was from the Henry Stickman Collection, The Right Hand Man Battle Themes, The Conclusive Battle, and Bizarre Funk. The Henry Stickman Collection was released in 2020 by Innersloth, or Steam, and was composed by Fuckballs United and Ocaroid, among a few other composers. Or maybe just like one or two. I'm not sure. <laughs> that was good stuff. I could definitely hear the Final Fantasy in that, and that bizarre funk theme, that was really fun. That may actually have been my favorite theme of the night so far. It's really hard to say, because I also, I love Breath of the Wild, love it so much. I loved the um, Hollow Knight, the Grim themes you played, but that bizarre funk, that was, that was really cool. Really, really cool. I liked it a lot. I think we might have talked enough about this game so far. <laughs> you have anything to say about the music specifically? Not really. It's mostly about the game. Yep. Because all the music is just like semi-remixes. Yeah, the game is really... It looks really fun. Um, we do have Steam, so maybe we could uh, pick this up for you for Christmas or something. We'll see. But... It looks really fun, so any of you who do have Steam and who like the point-and-click adventures and like the sort of bizarre humor, sort of in the vein of like a Homestar Runner or something like that, just the really, the the farcical humor, this game would be for you. Uh, also, especially if you love old games and just kind of have that nostalgia for them. Speaking of which, the next game we're going to be talking about, I have no nostalgia for. <laughs> <laughs> But it is an older game. It's from 1998, which isn't as old as some of the other ones that I have brought, but it's still old. That's over 20 years ago. For those of you who were born in the 20th century, like me, let that sink in. There were some really great consoles out at this time. It was uh, The Dreamcast was still out. The, um, the Xbox was not quite a thing yet, but I don't know. It was a really interesting time. Arcades were still a big deal and especially arcade fighting games were still a big deal in 1998. And it is from that world that I am pulling the music we're going to be playing next. But instead of me talking about the game, because as I said, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes, I have a sort of special guest testimonial from a friend who we all have heard on the show before. And after Prof. Jeff, Tells us a little bit about the character who these themes are for in this game. We're going to come back, introduce them just a little bit, and then we're going to play the songs. Onslaught may look like a spiky Magneto, but he's actually quite more than that. According to Wikipedia, he is a psionic entity made from the worst parts of Child Xavier's psyche melded with Magneto, and his powers include quote-unquote psychic omnipotence. While I was much more of a fan of the Age of Apocalypse storyline, I have heard a lot about Onslaught, including that one time the Nazi Red Skull tried to dissect Professor X's brain and turn into the Red Onslaught. But that, for whatever reason, wasn't as cool as it sounded. Anyways, um, in the Marvel vs. Capcom series, Onslaught is the second boss, well, I guess third boss, after um, Apocalypse and Cyber Akuma in the first few games, X-Men versus Street Fighter and Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. Um, first you have Apocalypse, who's kind of blocky, even though his animations are really good. And Cyber Akuma, who's really just Akuma with a robot arm. But Marvel versus Capcom 1 gives you Onslaught, the first boss in the series to have two forms. 
Um, first, he's sort of standing upright, and he looks stiff, but they make up for it by enabling him to teleport. And then if you beat him, you have a sort of background battle where he's in the background and looming, and you just fight his big clawy hand at this skull face, which apparently is made of pure psychic energy. Um, he's actually probably one of the best all-around bosses of the series who's not Cyber Akuma. Apocalypse, for all his awesome cheese in the animated series, is actually really stiffly animated in the games. And Onslaught kind of makes up for that by having a more dynamic moveset. Then you have an even more dynamic moveset in the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 boss, Abyss, who's also, also multiform, but he's also kind of ugly and boring and has no backstory. And then finally you have like Galactus in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, who has a really great set of moves, but he has like a giant purple porta potty on his head. So overall, Onslaught's kind of the best for that series. Thank you, Prof. Jeff. And yeah, don't really have too much to add. I also have an experienced Onslaught myself in the comics. I'll be interested to hear from Kung Fu Carlito if uh, he has read this particular arc, because I know that Carlos is a big X-Men fan. And uh, anyway, I haven't played the Marvel vs. Capcom games much, they are a lot of fun. I love me some crossovers, and I've heard that these games are just, they're really, really well done. I think they're made in the same engine that Capcom used for the Street Fighter Alpha games, which are really, really nice looking games. They have big, gorgeous sprites, and Onslaught is probably the biggest one of all. I did watch a video of this boss fight before recording tonight, and it just looks really cool. But without further ado, here are the Phase 1 and Phase 2 themes from the fight against Onslaught in Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes.
And from Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes, that was Theme of Onslaught 1 and 2, composed by Masato Kouda and Yuko Takehara. This game came out in 1998 for the arcade, PlayStation, and the Dreamcast. It was also later ported to the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and it was, of course, published by Capcom. Shukapow. Did you hear the Capcom in these tracks? Yes, I did. <laughs> what did you think of these? Very, very Capcom, yes. Yep. Um, uh, I liked the, um, the, the guitar melody. Mm -hmm. I think these are just a solid boss fight themes. Um, knowing Onslaught from the comics, what little I do know of him, I would kind of expect either a big orchestral number or a big, like, really dystopian, gritty, like, industrial tune, but this is Capcom all the way. Sounds like a Mega Man X level to me, and, uh, I mean, you know, you know how much I love Mega Man X, so can't really go wrong with that. And I think that's going to take us to your next track, or pair of tracks, I should say. What have you got for us as your uh, next to last pair of the evening? From Super Mario Galaxy 2, I have Bowser's boss theme, and then Bowser's final boss theme. Yes! Ah, oh, these are great tunes. Yep.
that was Bowser Almighty Koopa King and Final Bowser Battle from Super Mario Galaxy 2, released in 2010, composed by Mahito Yokoda, uh, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Koji Kondo for the Nintendo Wii. And at least by Nintendo. <laughs> Wii. Yes, released by Nintendo. That is maybe the most epic Bowser battle music I've heard. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite or the best, but it is very, very good, and it certainly fits the description for tonight. Now, you fairly recently played through this game again, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us about these battles. Well, the normal Bowser battles are... So in this game, Bowser is really big. Yeah. Because he uses the power of the Grand Stars. So you're, like, on this planet thingy, and Bowser can do different attacks, like summon meteors from the sky, like Sephiroth, <laughs> uh, breathe fire, and then he, like, whenever he, like, punches down onto the planet, the meteors, like, come off of it, and you have to ground pound on them and launch them toward him. Gotcha. And can he also, like, launch shockwaves or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can do that. Yeah. He's been doing that since the N64. And then what happens in the final battle? Well, it's... Uh, a lot of just like the same, but then the second phase is actually like where this plays. It's really kind of disappointingly short. <laughs> you just have to like uh, launch back some thingies that he throws at you and then it's done. Oh wow. Yeah. So it doesn't really fit like the epicness of the song. Yeah. <laughs> well, the game itself is really a lot of fun. I actually think level for level. I prefer it to Super Mario Galaxy. I think it perfected a lot of the things that Galaxy did. I do think it's a little bit bloated. There are a lot of power-ups, <laughs> and not all of them are really super intuitive. Isn't this the game with the Spring Mushroom in it? Um, the Spring Mushroom was also in Galaxy 1. Ah, and they still brought it back. Yep. Wow. Uh, but Yoshi is in this game. It has a lot of levels. I do vastly prefer the hub world in Mario Galaxy 1, but... Other than that, you know, it's pretty cool. And Spaceship Disembodied Mario Head is not horrible, it's just not as cool as Rosalina's Observatory. But this game is a lot of fun, and the music is just, it's its great. Both Galaxy games have fantastic music. Well, my next game also happens on another planet, also kind of in space. Definitely not the same... Like, it's not A-tier, like Super Mario Galaxy. But it got some pretty cool reviews. Now, this next game actually started life as a Sonic fan game. That right there is going to be enough for any fans of it to know what I'm talking about. The game I'm going to be playing my next pair of songs from is Freedom Planet. Quick correction here. Uh, right now, and then again, when we come back from the song, I mentioned an interview on the Rock Out With Your Card Out podcast, I was going by memory, and I was mistaken. The interview in question was actually on XVGM Radio, and it was a really, really great interview. Rock Out With Your Card Out is also a great podcast, but if you're looking for the Freedom Planet interview I talk about, which is a really cool episode, Google XVGM Radio Freedom Planet. I don't know a whole lot about this game, other than some of like the development story behind it, but there is a really cool interview that I think was done on Rock Out With Your Card Out, where uh, Jason Ariola talked to the main composer of this game. And uh, 
kind of her experience with the development of the game and uh, the sequel, Freedom Planet 2. And I'll talk a little bit about that when we come back, but have you ever heard of this game, Freedom Planet? Uh, no, actually. Okay. I feel like we might have watched a couple of previews of it or something like that, but I've heard that the it's not a super polished game. It does look pretty cool. I think it would definitely be worth like a watch through if you want to you know, take a look at it. But the music sounds really great. And I'm going to be playing the um, <laughs> originally named Final Boss Phase 1 and Phase 2. Final Boss Phase 1 and Phase 2 from Freedom Planet. Composed by Layla Wolfel Wilson. That's Wolfel, W O O F L E. Also composed by Shane Blue Warrior Ellis and the game's developer, Stephen DeDuro. 
This was developed and published by Galaxy Trail, Marvelous, and Xseed, and was made for most modern consoles, um, not including the Xbox One, however, and first released in 2014. Shukapop, what do you think? Wow, that was very good. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Like when I did my listen through to the dozen or so, you know, multi-boss <laughs> battles that I listened through, this went straight out to the top. It was just, it was really, really cool. This game, if you look at it, it really looks like a Sonic game. Like the the, the sprite style, uh, the movement, um, it it really, really looks like Retro Sonic, and. From what I understand, when I talked about it not being polished, it's mostly the gameplay. Unfortunately, some of the mechanics just don't work super well. It looks really nice, and the music is just phenomenal. Now, on the Roiko interview that I listened to, um, Layla Wilson talked about how in this first game, she felt kind of beholden to what the developer wanted and like the particular sound he was looking for. She said he was really easy to work with, he's a really cool guy, but there was some friction and some back and forth during the writing. But that with Freedom Planet 2, she's getting a lot more like freedom with where to go with the soundtrack, and so I'm excited to hear what's coming from that. But the what's cool about this, the first stage of this boss fight, I, I did a, a watch through of, of kind of this, this whole scene. At first, you're fighting this like airship thing, but then after you get a few hits on it, this mech falls down from it, and you have to fight the mech. All of that happens when that first song was playing. And what's cool is that first song sounded like it could be like a, the giant Robotnik robot fight from Sonic 2 or Sonic 3, uh, like a successor to that. But then you destroy the mech, and this alien dude with a sword jumps out of it and you like exchange trash talk and then you have to fight him and that's when the second theme that I thought sounded like Mega Man X and you thought sounded like Xenoblade plays and it's just perfect because the guy he moves a lot like Sigma with the lightsaber in Mega Man X1 and so it was just really cool but we might need to check this game out uh, if we can get it for, for cheap on Epic or on Switch or something like that it might be worth a playthrough I think that it does look like a really cool game and the second one, especially, if I, if I, I'm going to look into it. If I hear good things about it, maybe we can pick that one up. But yeah, that was really fun. And I hope that you all enjoyed it. And <laughs> because of the switcheroo that we talked about a little bit, uh, well, I guess we didn't talk about it, but you'll hear about it in the blooper reel. I actually do know what Shukapau's final pair of songs for tonight is going to be. And I think that y'all are really going to enjoy it. We're going all the way back to a game that we have not heard from since our very first episode. you believe that, Chukabao? We haven't played a song from this game since episode oh, one. Oh, wow. <laughs> when we played the title theme. Oh, man, I remember that. Yep, that was right around the time that we got this game, too. And since then, especially in the last few weeks, you've really been putting a lot of time into it. Actually, ever since we recorded an episode that y'all are going to hear next, which I'll talk about a little bit when we're done. And I've been dancing around it for a while. What game am I talking about, Chukabao? Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And what are we going to be listening to? We're going to be listening to Hop's Battle Theme and Hop's Battle Theme in the Champion Cup.
those were <laughs> Hops Themes, uh, Rival Battle, and Champions Cup Battle from Pokemon Sword and Shield, released in 2019 by Nintendo and Game Freak for the Switch, and composed by Minako Adachi, Go Ichinose, and Keita Okamoto. Also published by the Pokemon Company. Yes, that. Nah. <laughs> uh, like every Pokemon game ever since the second generation. Uh, yeah, and we don't know exactly which of these composers wrote this song. Uh, we know it is not under Go Ichinose's name on the Nintendo Fandom Wiki, which is where I get a lot of my info about Nintendo composers, but it's not under anybody else's name either. So, not sure who did these, but they were really good. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, that That's another contender for me for, for Song of the Night from your picks. It was... Hop's first theme was really good. And I remember it. I have played a little bit of Sword and Shield. But... Um, so that plays every time you fight Hop until you get a championship cup, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Tell us... What do you think of Hop? As a character, but then compared to other rivals. Alright, so... Hop, first off, is not really liked by a lot of the fan base. <laughs> he's kind of annoying. Yeah, he is. He's like he's such a child. But I think he has a good character arc. It, See, it, I, I don't know much about his character arc. I, I think he might be kind of annoying because so many of us are like jaded these days, and he's just got this unbridled joy and passion. But he also is like super competitive and a little bit arrogant in that childlike way. Yeah. So tell me a little about his story arc. So, in normal rival fashion, you both get your first Pokemon, and then you fight each other. Uh, he's been trying to be like his brother, Leon, who is the champion of the region. And so, he's always been sort of overshadowed by him. Mm -hmm. And then, when, I mean, you, the main character, like, beat him because you have to beat him to progress the story. I don't know, he gets kind of sad. And then, he just, like, gets better later in the story, and then... Yeah. So descriptive. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's probably that's probably not bad, because this game is still fairly new. I don't want to you know ruin it for anybody who still wants to experience that. But it's pretty cool. Uh, this is also the first time that your rival has been like connected to the champion in that way, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Has there always Except been, like... in uh, Heart, yeah. Gold, and Soul, Silver, the rival was was the son of Giovanni, I think. Oh, or yeah. Heart, Gold, Giovanni Soul, wasn't okay. a champion. Right, right. You do but. go back in time to fight him with Salaby as a mystery gift event thingy, but... So how does Hop compare to other rivals? Um, well, his story arc is... Well, he's pretty similar to Hugh in that he actually has a story arc. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's better than Blue, who is just like, Oh, yeah, uh, you're bad. Oh, I lost? Never mind. Smell you later. <laughs> uh, oh, Gary. <laughs> Gary, Blue, whatever. Yeah. Silver in the Hoenn game, Johto games, <laughs> he was uh, pretty interesting. He also sort of had a story, but his main defining trait is that he was a jerk. <laughs> uh, May and Brendan didn't really have a personality. They were just, like, kind of nice, sort of, yeah. And then Gen 4 was Hugh? Uh, well, Wally was also a, um, a rival. He was, like, this kid that... You help catch a Pokemon, that's the catching tutorial. Oh, Wally's one of the favorites, right? Yeah. yeah a lot of people like Wally. Yeah. Then Gen 4 was Barry. He's also uh, apparently, like, really annoying. 
<laughs> I never really... I haven't played the Gen 4 games very much yet. Right. Uh, the then, Gen 5 was Hugh and Chiron, Bianca, and N. N. N was yep. really cool. Yep. So, real quick, and sorry everybody, we do something like this every time we talk about Pokemon, but <laughs> get used to it. Um, so it starts out... Kanto is the first region, mm -hmm. then Johto, mm -hmm. then Hoenn, mm -hmm. then Sinnoh, mm -hmm. then Unova, yeah. then I don't remember X and Y. Kalos. Kalos. Not a lot of people do remember X and Y. Was and then Alola. The one. Yes. And now Galar. Uh, Galar. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kalos? Uh, I already forgot it again. <laughs> okay. uh, Gen 6 had a lot of rivals. I don't really remember any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen 7 had How, I know. And then Gen like 8. Nice rivals. And then Gen like 8 had Hop, Hop and Marnie. Marnie. And then yeah. the, the DLC exclusive ones that are yeah. different in each version. Uh, Avery, the girl one who's in Sword. I don't know her name because we have Shield. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if Peony counts as a rival. Peony? Peony. Yeah. Peony. Like the flower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then you never fight Peony, uh, his daughter. Hmm. Wait, Peony is a guy? Yeah. Huh. No judgment. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, regardless of what you think about the rivals, um, that was really cool. I really like the hot battle theme. And I think you are really going to like my next theme. So I was going to play the two different versions, or two different songs that play when you fight Dr. Octopus in Marvel's Spider-Man, the PS4 game that came out in 2018. It's got really great music, and I really liked the themes, but I couldn't find good versions of the songs, even on like the purchasable soundtracks that matched up what I found on YouTube. So, uh, podcast or fail, I couldn't play the songs I wanted to because I couldn't find really good versions of them, and I didn't want to rip them from YouTube. So, just go look them up. The um, I'll make them my honorable mention. The two songs that play when you fight Doc Ock at the end of Marvel's Spider-Man... They're really, really good. The game also looks really good. Like, I heard fantastic things about it, but I never really got too into it because I know I can't play it right now. But what I watched when I watched the footage of that fight was phenomenal. Like, really, really great. So instead, I'm going back to the indie well. <laughs> we played quite a few indies tonight. We started out, and we're going to end the night, with Hollow Knight. We have also done Henry Stickman. We have done Freedom Planet. And we've also done a lot of big A-list games. We did, I would count Super Mario RPG as an A-list. Um, mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild, definitely uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, then we got Marvel vs. Capcom, representing the Capcom. We have TMNT3, representing Konami. And now we are going back to the Indies with A Hat in Time. Ooh. Really great music. One of your friends played through this game. Yeah. Right? And uh, it was Tim, I think. Yep, and he really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I think that Ed Wilson has also talked about really enjoying this game. Uh, I've heard good things about it. I've heard that the Switch port um, did not have the same level of spit and polish when it came out in 2019 as the original releases did. But it still looks really fun. It looks like a great 3D platformer. And the characters have a lot of character from from what I saw. This battle, so it's actually three parts, kind of like Calamity Ganon could have been, and like 
the Calamity Ganon battle, I'm not playing all three of them. I'm going to play part two and part three of the final boss theme, which is simply called You Are All Bad Guys. You Are All Bad Guys, Part 2 and Part 3, from A Hat in Time, composed by Pascal Michael Stiefel, a.k.a. Plasma 3 Music, and developed by Gears for Breakfast, published by Humble Bundle for modern platforms, like a lot of them, all of them, in 2017, and again ported to the Switch in 2019. So this game, Shukapau, what do you know about this game? Um, not much. I didn't either, and then I kind of looked into it for this, and, you know, it's kind of like, you're not going to be spoiled in a 3D platformer to know that the character who is kind of a pest and a troublemaker at the beginning turns out to be, like, a bad guy, but had in time, it seems really cool, and it seems like a, a, a nice, like, organic story to experience. 
What did you think of the music? And then I'm going to talk about it in context. It was very good. Pascal Michael Stiefel, Plasmetry Music, is an EDM artist. You know what that means? No. Electronic dance music. Like techno with a dance, like driving dance beat. And for those of you who know a lot more about it, forgive my really, really short description of what EDM is. He's an EDM artist. I think this was his first game, but he both composed and performed this music. So that was with live digital instruments, which really is a thing. Um, look up Dead Mouse, And that first one really sounded like a boss theme. It had that intensity to it. There was a melody from the about the one-minute mark to the 120 mark that I really, really enjoyed. That was my favorite part of the song. The second one... You know, I commented, to me, didn't sound like a Final Boss theme. It sounded more like something you'd hear in a Kirby shooter stage or something like that. It was just really happy and bouncy. But when I watched the video, it made sense. Like I said, it seems like this would be a cool game just to experience. So if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead about two minutes, and I'm going to try to time this, this explanation. When you start a hat in time, your character, her ship gets shot down and she crashes on this planet. And she, um, her ship loses all of these, like, time crystal things that she needs to get back home. Your, your character, Hat Kid, runs across this little girl who has a mustache. Her name is Mustache Girl. And she's, like, this sort of troublemaker, but she hates bad guys. So she's, like, mischievous, but she's not bad. Not, not a criminal. And she, she hates, quote-unquote, bad guys. That's what she says. So she wants to use your time crystals to go back in time and be like a time-traveling superhero. But you say no. So nope. then she becomes your rival. When you get to the end of the game, <laughs> you walk into this like throne room, and there's Mustache Girl up on the throne. And she's gotten all these like superpowers, and she wants to rid the world of bad guys. So she's like going to be... She's like the cutest Judge Dredd you've ever seen. She's like Judge, Jury, and Executioner. <laughs> and... Uh, so the first stage of the battle is like it, it, it's a pretty standard you know 3D boss battle except that you're not fighting this giant monster it's actually this kid who's about the same size as you and so you're like bouncing or like teleporting around the stage and fighting but in the second half of the battle all of these enemies that you've been fighting for this whole game they don't want mustache girl any more than you do they're just trying to like go about their business do their thing and she's kind of like harshing on them so they join you in trying to beat her then in the third stage, right before the third stage, they actually start like killing each other off, knowing that they will regenerate because that's what bad guys do. And you get their like their power, and that's when you get to just like power up and go to town on this girl. And that's when that final you know happy celebratory theme plays because now you're super powerful and you're like kicking the snot out of her and you're gonna win. It was really cool, and I would definitely recommend a playthrough. But that is just about going to do it for us tonight. Shukapow, any last thoughts on this on this theme, on this idea that you've had? Are there any other songs that you uh, would like to mention as kind of honorable mentions that we didn't play tonight? Mm, not really. Can't think of any like bosses with multiple forms that are meaningful to you that we just didn't play the music from for some reason? Mm, well, I mean... I guess I already talked about some of them. Like Gygas. Uh, Lavos. Mm -hmm. Bowser and Mario 64. Ganon and Ganondorf in, like, every Zelda after Ocarina of Time. <laughs> of course, Kirby. You know, we talked about that a lot on the Halloween episode a couple of uh, episodes ago. He has a lot of bosses with multiple faces. Sectonia. <laughs> but this was a lot of fun, and listeners, gamers, we would really, really love to hear your favorite multiform 
boss battles or boss music. You can drop us a line on our Patreon, patreon.com slash VGMVGM, where you can also sign up if you would like some special perks, like being able to uh, just get a shout-out on the show, being able to sort of um, dictate some of the content, getting a like custom theme song or sprite from Chukapow. There's lots of different things you can check out there, but it's also kind of one of the places where I would like to start announcing things and sharing and really kind of building a community, at least for now. We may have some other plans in the future, but we're taking things a little bit slow, social media-wise. You can also reach out on Twitter, at Shukapow. Um, Shukapow would love to hear from you, get a little more traffic on his page, and he will always answer you if you if you write in. And he'll share it with me, and I'll think it's really cool. <laughs> you can also email us, uh, which I'm the one who checks that email. Um, that's verygoodmusicvgm at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube. We don't have a URL yet, but... It is, uh, if you Google Very Good Music VGM Podcast, you'll find us if you Google it on YouTube, ha, if you search it on YouTube. And I want to talk a little bit about the YouTube page because I haven't mentioned it in a long time. We do a preview every other week of the upcoming episode, and we also have playlists there of all of our songs that we have played. So for every episode, if you want to just go back and check out the music, the playlist is on YouTube. And I try to pick songs uploaded by some of my favorite VGM curators on YouTube. I also have links to a lot of their channels. VGM curators, VGM podcasters, VGM composers. I kind of like my channel to be sort of a hub for anybody who loves VGM where they can go and explore and find more stuff. And of course you can find the full playlist of all the episodes there. You can also find all the episodes and download them pretty much on any podcatcher. Our home is on anchor.fm, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Shukapow, we have got some pretty fun stuff coming up, and I think it might be about time for us to announce it. First of all, Thanksgiving week, we have got a special two-part episode that I kind of took the helm on. There's going to be a preview going up in a couple of days. Everybody be on the lookout for it. I think I'm going to put it up the Saturday before Thanksgiving week, and it's going to be something really, really special. So please check it out. On the 1st of December, we are going to be posting episode 7, which is the episode we recorded actually a couple of weeks ago now mm-hmm. with The Last Recon, one of our patrons, and Purnell, who was his guest for the episode. And what are we going to talk about, Shukapow? We're going to be talking about Pokemon. Lots and lots of Pokemon. And it's a really, really fun conversation. Kind of a long episode because I did not you know, cut down the number of tracks, even though we had two other guests. And so it was a long one, but it's going to be really good. After that, we're kind of playing a little bit with the rotation, but some other things that you could be looking forward to, uh, we're going to be doing another episode with Prof. Jeff coming up um, on platform games. We're going to have a sort of wintry themes episode come out around Christmas and uh, the new and New Year's and we're going to have an end-of-year retrospective where we're going to each pick the top 10 tracks from this year, which is going to be really hard, but it's also going to be really fun. And then as we get into next year, I am super pleased to finally announce we're going to be doing another Mega Man competition episode. If you would like to write in and tell us some of your favorite themes, favorite tracks, that's, that's great. We love that. I'm not going to put up a poll this time around just because um, we're bringing on a guest. Our guest is going to be Skeletroy, uh, who is the composer of our theme song, 
one of our uh, patrons, and just a really, really cool guy who makes great SNES thrash remixes on YouTube. He's taking a little bit of a break right now, but he's got a big project coming up soon, and he has a huge backlog, so go check out his stuff. Um, you can also find him on Patreon, where you can get alternate versions of his songs. Skeletroy and I are going to be competing. He is going to be bringing Mega Man X, and I will be bringing Mega Man X3. Shukapau will be playing a very special role that he does not know yet, and that I'm not going to spoil. But that's going to be our season finale. We have a couple of other episodes planned for early next year, before the end of the season in February. One of those is the runoff episode. I mentioned the poll earlier in the night that we ran that this is the theme that won the listener poll for one of the themes we were going to cover this season. Tied for second place were three different themes. Train levels, Sky Islands, and Legend of Zelda town themes. So I gave our four patrons... The Last Recon, Alex the Messenger, Skeletroy, and Kung Fu Carlito. You can find links to all their stuff in the show notes. I gave them a link to a special poll, and they got to pick which of those three themes we would be covering second. And for a little while, it was actually tied. One and one and one. (laughs) But then finally, I don't know which of them it was, the second one voted for the episode we're going to be covering early next year. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be kind of a differently structured episode, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's kind of a preview of what's ahead. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what we can work on. And let us know what you'd like to hear. I'm not quite ready yet to announce our big special plans for next season. Uh, Some of you listeners already know what's going on, but look for a little bit more information about that toward the end of the year. I think we've talked about pretty much everything on this episode now. Anything I've left out? Um, not really. I guess we've actually already talked about what you've been playing. And Shukapau actually composed his first orchestral piece recently. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a work in progress, but it is up on Flat.io, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a multi-part uh, piece, and it, it sounds really good. We are starting to sort of explore FL Studio a little bit. Uh, one of my very dear friends got it for me earlier this year, and we just haven't played around with as much as I would like, but Shukapau is interested. But it really is amazing what this kid can do with MIDI. Um, Shukapau has been composing for a while now, and has composed a lot of songs. So he also welcomes your feedback and your your comments. So go, give him a listen. Loitering for Smash at flat.io. You know, there is one more thing. We haven't talked about our closeout track yet. I did mention it a little bit at the beginning of the episode. We opened up with the Dung Defender, which of course we have already heard. We have not heard our closeout track. So, Shukapau, tell us a little bit about the White Defender. Oh, yeah. Um, basically the Dung Defender with white armor, and probably faster in something. Yeah. So, you fight him in the Gauntlet that you told us about earlier when we were talking about the Grim. Do you fight the same old enemies, or do you just fight their new forms? Um, pretty sure you just buy the new forms. Have you actually done this, the gauntlet no, thing? I don't really know how. Oh, huh. weird. I thought you'd, like, done everything in that game. You can get up to, like, what, 112%? Uh, I think so. And what percent were you at when you kind of gave up? 103. 103? Wow. You still hadn't done this. Well, then I guess everybody can look it up. Now, I really think we are done. <laughs> so, join us here in just a little bit for the Thanksgiving special, and then again in a couple of weeks 
for our special Pokemon episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music.
Next up, I have from Undertale, Spear of Justice, and Battle Against a True Hero. No. Which I forgot we already played. <laughs> I need to find new yeah. songs. Just last week we already played these. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, sorry, but Undertale. It's I so mean, good. they're super, super greats. Uh, they are really good, but we're not going to play them two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find something from Pokemon. So why don't you play... Do you want to play what your next pair was going to be now? And that'll give you time yeah. to do some research. And then we'll put this in the blooper reel. <laughs> All right. right. Did I call you... Did I call you Shukapow? Uh, Just in case. And Shukapow, why don't you... I can edit that in. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> and did you say, okay, Buckballs United or Puffball? Puffballs. Puffballs. Puffballs United. Okay. Why don't you say a few words? Because I've been talking a lot. About about what? I don't know. Just VGM podcasting, games you like, what you've been playing, what would you like to say to our listeners? Light Irving for Smash. 